Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Is Dirk Cutter fighting for his job? You bet he is. Welcome into this edition of the Rick and Tom podcast. Hey everybody, Tom Jones, Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times. Our producer is Steve Versnick. It's a football Friday, and the football actually gets going on Saturday. Rick, a bunch of, are you one of those guys that like, can you tune in to like any bowl game? Like some of these bowl games that start off, I don't even know the names of them, but you get a bunch of teams like, I don't, I don't even know who's in these games, like some of these early games. But I Oh, get, uh, yeah, I can tune in. You bet I can tune in, and especially this Saturday, babe. We got Arkansas State against Middle oh. Tennessee in the Kama Kama Camellia Bowl, the Boy George Bowl. <laughs> Wherever the hell it is, I'm there. The eight Culture o'clock. Club Bowl. Oh man. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I didn't realize Arkansas State. Oh, this Arkansas is a big State this was... is the big one. Yes. This is the one we waited all year for. There you Normally go. Well, it's the Go Daddy Bowl, but we're 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 branching out this year. Okay, other than other than watching the the what what's your team's name now? The Red Raiders or the, the Red the, Wolves. The, Red, the big Red, Come or on, Red man. Wolves. Sorry, man. You changed the Red name. It used to be Indians, right? It was Indians. Yes. Time. When you well, were there, you were an Indian. It was sensitively uh, uh, insensitive, yeah. culturally insensitive or something. I don't know. Okay. So now, so other than Arkansas State, can you watch these early bowl games? Like, not I can't a lot. In, not a lot of them, I no. I can't get into them. No. Not it sounds like a good them. idea. It's like playing, like when I was a kid, I could, we used to say, what do you want to do with me and my buddies? We'd say, hey, let's play electric football. And you get the electric football game out. And that was mm-hmm. a great idea for, until you like ran one play. And, and then like, other guys go and to the we're like, okay, Yeah, everybody goes to the silence. Like, all right, what else you got, man? What else can we do? And that's the same way I feel about these bowl games where you – it's like, hey, it sounds like a cool idea. Okay, it's a good game. And but I like having on, them on. You know, it's great background. It's background, like, okay, okay. I, you know I can what I mean? Do, that's fine. That's fine with that. But I can't – it's got to be like after Christmas before sure. I really get into the bowl game. So, uh, so uh, but I will – for for your sake, I will watch Arkansas State and root for them <laughs> on uh, Saturday night. Yeah, I will. I will. Uh, the Bucks don't play till Monday, Rick, but, boy, lots of news going on with the Tampa Bay Bucks. And, of course, the last couple of weeks we've been following sort of the uh, the whole Jameis Winston, Dirk Cutter story that came out from NFL Network and whether or not uh, that was true and what was behind it and all that. Um, but as we, as we dig into these last three weeks of the season, Rick – I started thinking more and more about this, and I wrote a column after last week's game, after they lost, and I said, look, I see no way Dirk Cutter comes back next season. And it's weird. Like, I don't know. As time, as time moves on from that column, I'm starting to think more and more <laughs> like he's not, he's not a dead man walking. Because here's why, and here's why. And tell me, and, and maybe I'm totally wrong about this. I started to think about who would replace Dirk Cutter if you were to fire him. Now, the, the obvious answer that everybody's talking about right now is John Gruden. Okay, let's say John Gruden doesn't come back, and I think there's a pretty good chance he, he wouldn't come back to the Bucs, mm-hmm. that he would stay in the booth. All right, so he's out. My next choice, or actually my first choice, would be Jim Harbaugh. I don't see Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan quite yet. I think he has some unfinished business there, and I'm not sure that if he's going to come back to the NFL, he's going to come back to this team. Okay, so he's out of the mix. Josh McDaniels is the guy I would like. Well, the rumor is that he's a coach in waiting up in New England. So I started thinking about all these guys that might be available. Todd Haley in, in, in Pittsburgh. Eh, 
Yeah, he kind of flamed out in Kansas City. Yeah, he does, he's just he's Dirk Hutter is what he is. He's another mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. So I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, wait a minute. If you're going to fire a guy, shouldn't you, re- shouldn't you do it because you have a better guy in mind? And I, no. I realize there are some cases where guys are so bad you have to fire him. I'm not sure Dirk Cutter's at that case. So I started thinking, well, maybe Dirk Cutter survives this thing, unless they totally flame out the last three games here. Then you'll need to have to write a new column on Sunday, which would be, <laughs> I, you know what? Here's the path what? forward. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. <laughs> I found a path. Um, I don't. I just don't you, like anybody they might replace them with. That's yeah, what, I guess but, that's but my that's point. That's not why. Here's the thing, though. That's not why you. I mean, there. Look, there have been instances where the Glazers made decisions on coaches like Tony Dungy because they thought they had Bill Parcells. In fact, they had him signed to a contract two weeks before he actually coached Tony Coach's last game here. Right. So they have gone that route. It's a tough route to go sometimes. Um, for that reason, things fall apart. It's kind of like. You know, if you're getting a divorce, don't do it because you're dating the girlfriend looks pretty and that you think you're <laughs> going to end up with her the rest of your life. Did you, John Gruden, if that's who you're after and, and you think that's why you're getting rid of Dirk Cutter, don't do it because you may not get him or Harbaugh or all the names you just mentioned. But there's always guys that come available that you're not anticipating. I mean, for example, I was reading, and this is not also not why you would fire Dirk, but I was reading a story where Bill O'Brien in Houston might be yes. on, on the way out. Well, hey, who's a better friend of Bill O'Brien's than Jason Light? We answer nobody. Worked together so in New England, yeah. There's a really good coach that's maybe worn out as welcome in, in, in Houston, but had some tough luck because I'm telling you, had uh, uh, Deshaun Watson stayed healthy, that team was going to win that division. He'd have been rookie of the year. He's had like six quarterbacks. He's won three division titles or whatever or something like that. Um, they're not going to make the playoffs this year, I don't think, but – you know, that's because felt- they lost their quarterback and the best defensive player in football, by the way. Yeah, and yeah, and JJ Watt. So if he, but if he got somehow got out of Houston, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, there's always a guy um, that comes available, and so you, you. But but the bigger answer is you don't you don't fire your coach necessarily because you have someone else in mind, unless you have them signed, sealed, and delivered. You do right. it because you don't think this is the guy, and to that point. I mean, I was kind of with you, you know, like I, I just didn't see a path forward either. But there is a path forward, and the path forward is to really play really, really well and win two or so of these games in, in the last three weeks, all against division teams, by the way, that you know very, very well. Well, and look, here's the other reason why you might keep him, Rick, and you wrote a column about this. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, he's he's forever tied to Jameis Winston. Yes. It's the reason he's here to begin with, mm-hmm. and it's the reason why he would stay. And the problem for Dirk Cutter, the, the Dirk Cutter's uphill battle right now, is I don't think we've made a determination on how good Jameis Winston is yet because no. this has been an odd season. He's been hurt. He hasn't been quite as good as we thought he would. He might be. That's For me, it's just really hard to evaluate – where Jameis Winston is in his progression as a player. And if I can't figure that out, yeah. honestly, I can't figure out where Dirk Hutter stands. Well, know? first you have to decide, and it's a great point, you have to decide uh, sort of how you, how you judge quarterbacks and how would you judge, how would you judge Jameis on this one mm-hmm. in particular. Um, you know, do you look at the one-loss record? I mean, that's very important, right? But it's a team sure. game. We know it's a team game. So you can't always control that. But, for example, they've had – Jameis has given them the lead or tied the game in the fourth quarter four times this year. They won exactly one of those games. And and part of that is because they can't close out games with their defense. Their pass rush isn't there. That's how you close out games. So is it it record? Well, that's part of it. 
you want to talk about statistics, and you got to remember he was hurt um, and played hurt, and so I think he wasn't the same quarterback, but it still goes on his record. Well, even having said that, his completion percentage is better. His rating is better. His pass, passer rating is better. Um, his touchdown interception ratio is probably ratio is probably flat, fourteen to to eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he he's not rated very highly, uh, you know, but he's behind Watson and Carson Wentz and Jared Goff and Prescott and all those guys are sort of middle of the pack, if you will. But um, you know, a year ago his rating was was even lower. So I mean, it, it's going up. And it, then you say, well, what does he look like on the field? Well, he seems there to be calmer in the pocket at times. Um, but they're not scoring points. You know, they've in the first halves have been disastrous in games this year, like under nine points a game. And then I think you really it comes down to two things. Um, he still can't throw the deep ball, Tom. He's got mm-hmm. two passes of over 40 yards all season, and that's at the bottom of the barrel. And when he's under duress, when he's under pressure, pass rush, um, he still makes ridiculous turnovers and those are the two areas that we started the season with and neither one really improved in my opinion now is he a better quarterback overall yeah I think I think he is how much better I don't think he made big strides I mean they they said at the beginning of the season they needed him to be a great quarterback he hasn't been that he's been good at times but I I also think that there are reasons why he didn't develop. The first thing being the injury, number one, no question. Right, right. And then the other thing is, you know, when you're always behind, when you can't finish games, when you don't have a running game, there you know, go. like all of that has has to support your quarterback. But he certainly didn't didn't do what they had hoped he would do, which is just take off and become, at 23 years old, one of the top quarterbacks in the league. You mentioned a couple of things there, Rick, that he has struggled with. One is throwing the deep ball, and the other one is uh, is turning over the football, making making some bad mm-hmm. mistakes when he's under duress. And those were the big criticisms he had coming out of Florida State. I mean, out of Florida State, he wasn't yep. known as being a completely accurate, a real good accurate quarterback, especially on deep balls. And we remember the famous play in the Oregon game where he turned the ball over and that basically lost to Rose Bowl. And, well, that was one of the plays. Um <clears throat> The uh, but we we saw a bunch of games his his second year at Florida State where he would throw two or three interceptions in the first half and Florida State was good enough to come back against a lot of the teams they were playing. Um, I don't know Rick that Dirk Cutter can fix that. I don't know that any coach Bill O'Brien can fix that. I don't know if you right. can teach a guy to be a hey, throw a ball better forty yards downfield. I don't know as much as we can sit there and say, Jameis, you got to protect the football. I, look, we saw examples of Dirk Cutter telling him that. Uh, others short shy of going on playing Madden and hitting a pause button and walking out there going, don't do something stupid now. I don't know what else you want Dirk Cutter to do in terms of Jameis not making stupid mistakes. Well, you make a good point, but I do think that um, just in watching him play, I, I actually think he's he's tried to do a better job of throwing the ball away at times. Um, I think he's done a better job of just – you know, it, look, the turnovers are still there. He's still going to be Jameis Winston. But nobody was complaining when he was running backwards into the end zone against Atlanta and then throwing it 50 yards to Mike Evans and winning the right. game when he scrambled out and ran 18 yards on, on fourth down. I mean, you know, these this sort of a, it's sort of a cost-benefit analysis. There haven't been as many great plays this year, memorable scrambles and great plays that he's made. So I think the turnovers seem larger. But you're right. I mean, he kind of is that that guy, and I think he always kind of will be that guy. But experience, I think, the Bucks believe, will teach him 
sort of when to know how to fold them more than he does right now. And part of that, I would hope he learned, Tom, when he got when he got knocked out of the game. I mean, mm-hmm. the first thing you have to do as a franchise quarterback or if you're going to be an elite guy is be there every Sunday. All the good ones are. And if you're going to scramble around and let guys, you know, climb over your back uh, and drive your shoulder into the ground all the time, you're not going to be available to your team anyway. So there's a there's a injury component to that. Certainly he's lost games because of that. And, you know, I mean, I don't know how many more years he'll have to iron this problem out, but all you keep hearing is the same refrain over and over again. He's 23. How old is Matt Ryan? 31, 32. How old is, you know, um, Matthew Stafford, you know, who's who's got eight years in the league already? Um, you know, and, and I mean, you can go on and on. I mean, just in this division alone, you know, you look at the guys that are playing and, and Drew Brees is, you know, significantly got more years. And yet Drew Brees threw one of the most ridiculous interceptions I've ever seen last Thursday night. Um, I'm going to give you. I, I'm going to give you a guy, Rick. I'm going to give you a guy, Rick, that uh, that Jameis is often compared to. I don't think he's as good as this guy. He's nowhere near as good as this guy. But as an example, just to say, the last he has thrown this guy, this quarterback, has thrown mm-hmm. 13 interceptions this year. 13 mm-hmm. interceptions in 13 games. Mm-hmm. Last year, the same quarterback threw 13 interceptions. A year before that, he threw 16 interceptions. You know who I'm talking about? Ben Roethlisberger. Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger is mm-hmm. a guy that. Creates plays with his yeah. feet, moves around. He's like Jameis. He's like, Jameis isn't a great scrambler in terms of like he's not going to pick up a bunch of yards running downfield. He's not right. like a quarterback. Like even Carson Wentz will do a little bit of that. But well, before he got hurt. Um, but he's a lot like Roethlisberger, and Roethlisberger can can create create time, move out of he the pocket. He plays alive. He yeah. plays alive, and then and every now and then he throws too. a really stupid interception. Yeah, but. The problem, the difference is now he'll he'll make a lot of the big throws that Jameis has has yet to make, but mm-hmm. you know it's a, as an example though Brett Favre his whole career he was like this I guess my overall point Rick is I think this is who Jameis is quite frankly it you is can who tell he him is all but you it, want but, but it has to get it, ha- it still has to get better in other words you can't live you know hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith co-star of my upcoming film If only in theaters May seventeenth do you want to tell people the big news. All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Either you're going to make a ton of plays and get your team far, far in the playoffs and or a Super Bowl really soon, and everybody will overlook everything like they do with Roethlisberger. Or you're not going to get that chance um, because, you know, he hasn't won. And it always comes back to that. It's like, you know, if you don't – if you lose games like he did in Green Bay – and I know, you know, look, he got sacked seven times. The protection was awful. They did run the ball a little bit. The defense gave it up when when they had plenty of opportunities. But, you know, that was a 10-point swing. I mean, that fumble, they're in field goal range. They fumble it in the air, and it gets returned for a touchdown. Those two plays, that and the blunt block, uh, the punt block, you know, cost them the game. So, I mean, you can't, you can't live with those mistakes. Right. And I agree with you. He's always going to be a guy that doesn't quit. And the thing is, you wouldn't want him to quit because that's, that's his biggest edge is his competition level. You know, this guy competes harder than anybody on the field – 
And that's really what you do want in your quarterback. You just want to be smart about it. And I think experience teaches all of us to be smart. You know, I, I think that the more, and they believe the more he plays, he's played 41 games. That's not, you know, that's not 81 games or 61 games. I mean, it's 41 games. It's not, it's, it's, a, it's three seasons or two and a half seasons. So, and, and, and biologically, he's, he'd be one year out of college right now. I mean, this guy's younger than some of the rookie quarterbacks coming out this year. Right. So I still think you have to give some of that weight. Um, but look, it's unfortunate. They just didn't get the picture they needed. And, and because so much is on him and he's, he's going to take the burden as a number one overall pick, it's, it's inescapable that he's going to be blamed for when things don't go well, that when things don't go well, everyone's going to wonder if, if, if in fact, that he's going to make it. Well, what it's going to come down to, Rick, unfortunately, because we don't have a clear picture. And, and as you mentioned a while ago, you, what are you based on? Do you base it on wins? Do you base it on statistics? Do you base it on right. fourth quarter comebacks and all this? I think what it's going to come down to for Jameis Winston in the short term, and as well as Dirk Hutter, they fall under the same same sort of um, um, sort scrutiny. of evaluation, which yeah, scrutiny and evaluation, which is the eye test. What does it look like? Do you yeah. think he can play? Or, and, and there's no answer to that. In other words, I could look at Jameis Winston and say. Uh, yeah, I don't think he can play. Why? Why do I say that? Uh, I don't know why. Like it's it's literally one or or the head coach Dirk Cutter. Do I think Dirk Cutter is a good head coach? Yeah, I do. I think he I think he has what it takes. Why? Well, I really can't tell you why. You know, it's it really is a gut feeling eye test type of thing at this point. And I think ultimately that's what the Glazers are going to have to rely on because the record's not going to be good enough to do it. But do you sit there and say, oh, here we go again, another coach? We're gonna. And I don't have a huge problem with with ch- changing coaches if you don't think this is the guy. If you look at him and say Dirk Cutter's not a head coach, okay, better to 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 get rid of him now than to sit there and say, well, we just fired a guy two years ago, we can't do it again. No, get rid of the guy if he can't coach. But I don't know how the Glazers are going to evaluate this thing, other than Rick relying well, on people to tell them, do you think the guy has it or not? Yeah, and that's the key. I think you you make a good point. Like, who do they talk to to make this decision? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and, and, and what's their evaluation of where this team should be? In other words, I've heard this, uh, and Ian Rappaport, who, you know, was the one that had the report about Jameis and Dirk not being, quote, in a good place, which right. I take to mean last place in the NFC South. <laughs> uh, so, but who is it, you know, who are they going to go to to determine, you know, that this isn't working? Um, you know, are, are they going to look, are they going to go to Jason Light? Are they going to look at, is somebody going to tell them, hey, consider the roster, you know, consider that, you know, a year from now, this could all look different because every team has its up and downs when they're developing. I mean, you know, look at the NFC South. I mean, Carolina, yeah, they had been to a Super Bowl, so you knew they were a good team, but then they fell back to like five, six wins. And then now they're in first place in the NFC South. And then you had New Orleans was seven and nine two years in a row with Drew Brees. They didn't panic. They had a Super Bowl together, so that bought them time. But now, you know, they could win the division. And and so my point is, is that you're going to see these ebbs and flows. I mean, the Denver Broncos can't find a quarterback to save their, you know, what's. And, and yet when they had, you know, 100-year-old Peyton Manning, it was just enough for that good defense to win a Super Bowl. So I just, I wonder when patience ever happens at one buck place. Will it ever happen, or do they just merely, and this is what I think happens, I think they merely look at the bottom line and say, hey, 
it wasn't good enough. You're gone. We'll keep trying until we strike yeah. lightning in a bottle like we did with John Gruden. And, and oh, by the way, every time we change a head coach, we're selling hope. We're selling something. Sure. That's right. If I'm the Glazers, and I don't know that they'll do this, but if I'm the Glazers, I call in everybody one at a time. And I say, I talk to Dirk Cutter and say, okay, Dirk, what do you think? I think they do that. And then you call in Jason Light. You say, Mm -hmm. what's your expert? And I'd even, sure, I'd call in Jameis Winston. He's a leader Mm -hmm. on this team. And I'd call Mm -hmm. in Gerald McCoy and I'd say, you guys tell me. And then I would go outside the organization. And to whom? I don't know. Tony Dungy Dungy might be a good place to start. I don't know if Tony Dungy would be honest with them and throw people under the bus or, or do you talk to a you know i don't know bill polian or whoever you know whatever coaches uh bill parcells you got a little bit of a relationship with him and, the and then take they won't be calling him <laughs> take, <laughs> i would but I throw, the I, altar twice. I throw it all in a blender and then and see what i came up with but yeah. it's, you know you're right i mean it, at the end it's going to be their call and it's going to ultimately be a gut call it's i think it's because you just look at the record, you say, "Yeah, fire everybody," but yeah. you can't do that. You have to. You have to. Well, look at and that's why these next three weeks are important. Because I mean, obviously, if they go out there and get curb stomped three straight weeks, we'll have our answer, and so will they. And there may be members of the family, because from what I understand, you know, their father was very meticulous. Like he didn't make rash decisions. Yeah. Right. Um, and having said that, you know, he was the guy that was trying to replace, you know. Tony Dungy with Bill Parcells, so what am while I saying? The, see, while, the, while, while they're headed to the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, while they're going to the playoffs, so uh, he did make a rash. But he was he was sort of a big game hunter too. Like he wanted he wanted splash and and all that. But I, I think that you know at some point um, one or more of the family is going to say, "Oh hell no, I can't watch another game with Dirk Cutter as coach." If they play really bad these last three weeks. So if, if you're Dirk some, Cutter, if they if you're win, Dirk Cutter, how do you approach it? How do you approach these last three games if you're Dirk? I'll try Cutter? to win every. I don't do just everything. Win I, just heck to win yes. Yeah. It's all I can do. I mean, I can't control anything but what the product I put out there. And mind you, they could be playing a game without Joe McCoy and Levante David on Monday Night Football. Oh, Levante David's on the injury report with a hamstring. Did not practice. Gerald McCoy is trying to come back, and even if he does play, he's basically got one arm. So this is not shaping up to be an epic uh, collision, so to speak. Um, but I, I just, you know, I think they're going to have to to make do with what they have. And and I think I think how Jameis plays matters. Look, if Jameis goes out there, um, even if they lose, but if he goes out there and, and makes a good accounting of himself, and you know, he's still got weapons all over the place. He hasn't lost a receiver this year. He hasn't lost a tight end this year. Um, the running back, you know, I think Barb will probably get more work this week. The offensive line can't pass protect, but they've been run blocking okay the last few weeks. If he goes out there and carves some people up, mm-hmm. then you can't say, well, you know what, he's not he's not doing very well under Dirk. I mean, if you think about two weeks ago, I thought he played okay. Sands that one turnover after in not Green having practice. Yeah, after yeah after not having yeah, practiced in three weeks. Game, yeah. In three weeks, he hadn't practiced. Mm-hmm. He looked fairly sharp. I thought, I thought he looked so. okay last week. You know, he came back even though they were down. I mean, what happened in that game? Fumble, Doug Martin. You know what I mean? Right. Fumble, right. O.J. Howard. That's not on him. They're going in to score touchdowns. Brings him back two scores down, boop, 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 down the field. Looks good doing it. I still think that there is a chance that Jameis, you know, can can hit some some targets in these next three weeks, especially against NFC South teams. And if they do that, if he looks good and Dirk's 
dialing up the right plays for him, um, then I think that can influence your decision. Cutter called some good plays in the Green Bay game. I, he had a real good yeah, day as a play caller in the Green Bay game. And last 400 week, yards. Yeah, yeah, last week as well, too. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out in the next three weeks. I still think I'm saying, like I said, he has a chance to save his job here. I I, I wrote a week ago that I didn't see a path there, only because I don't think they're going to win the next Because you games. don't think they're going to win the next three, and right. I don't either. That's a big part of it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and if you want to get to the pickums, I didn't pick them to win. Hey, let's uh, let's take a look at a couple of other games that are coming up Sunday uh, that are big games around the National Football League. There's there's really just a handful of games that are that are really good. The big one, the Patriots and the Steelers. Patriots coming off that loss, Rick, in Miami, but they they I thought they were looking forward to the Steelers game only in the way that they were they didn't play some of their injured guys. I think they knew that this season's going to come down to this Steelers game. Although, if I'm New England, I'm not scared to play anybody anywhere, anytime, even in January. I'll go on the road. I'll go to Hinesfield. I'll play there. I don't care. I'll go to Jacksonville and play a game. Because if you have Tom Brady, he's not going on the road. He's not going to be intimidated by anybody. Having said that, Patriots will win this game against the Steelers on Sunday. And you say that why? Because I don't think the Steelers can stop the Patriots on offense. I think the, I think the Patriots will, will so go the Miami up and down, Dolphins up and sure down the field. Yeah, I, I don't think. I mean, I know they're not the playing Steelers with will. their defense, but they're the Dolphins, man. They, you know, the, I, in fact, they didn't. New England did not convert a third down. I thought New England looked a little vulnerable, and I know that they've gone to Miami and struggled at times. They always before. struggle there. Yeah, it's inexplicable, and maybe they were looking ahead. And I can't imagine Belichick that this has been a very easy week of practice for those guys. But I, I kind of like Pittsburgh in this game. Wow. I can't explain it. It's like there's gonna come a point when. Not everything's going to go right for the New England Patriots. They can't Ryan just keep Sh- this I, up. I think Ryan Shazier's injury is going is, is, is to catch up to him. I mean, I saw the way the Ravens went up and down the field on Now, the Steelers will put up some points against the Patriots, too. This should be a fabulous game. This game will be in the 30s. It should be a high-scoring game. Both, yeah. both teams will be in the 30s. The other game, Packers at Panthers. Uh, Panthers, I mean, what, now what's Aaron Rodgers' status for this game? He's he, playing. He's playing. So he's hasn't playing played in a million, they, hasn't no. played in a million weeks, though. Right. Yeah, we don't so that's know why what, I'm what Carolina. Yeah, I'm taking Carolina because they're at home and they have the better defense. And uh, I mean, having watched Peyton Barber run all over them, um, those linebackers that can't tackle very well for uh, Green Bay, Rodgers will, will keep them in it. I mean, it, somehow you know he, but he, but he hasn't played. He hasn't practiced a whole lot. Right. Um, it's not a great Packers team. I mean, had he not gotten hurt, they were still going to be a favorite in the NFC. I think I think that Carolina wins this game. And now for the upset of the day, Rick. I'm calling it right now. And this is what I do because this is what I do. Ravens no at Browns. Cleveland Browns oh, are going to win a game. Cleveland Browns this will win a game le- on Sunday. This is at least the 12th week in a row that I pick a major you've upset. you told me that the Browns were going to win a game. No, that's not true. That's not true. I No, I said USF was going to – I said that You knew UCF, they were going to lose somewhere. I said UCF was going to lose. I kept picking USF to lose, and I was finally right. You got and one I more bowl game UCF. left. Are they going to uh, lose a bowl game? or UCF, or? yeah, because they're playing yeah. Auburn. They're actually playing a really good team. Uh, okay. um, I'm telling you, the Browns are due. The Browns are due because they've <laughs> – because they haven't won a game this year. That's why they're due. No, I'm telling you, the Ravens Ravens coming off that game against the Steelers, emotionally tapped, the Browns fighting oh, for no. to stay out of the history books. That's crazy I won't talk. pick the Browns to win another game this year, but I'm picking them to win this one. You watch. What do okay. I get? What do I get? What would you do for me if <laughs> the Browns win this game? <laughs> Nothing. 
Well, give me. Come on, it's buy me a dinner. It's easy to say something. a team's not going to go in sixteen. Why That's would they right. want to screw that part up of now? Right. But it's the Raven. It's Rod the Raven. Marinelli is praying that they go 0-16, that poor guy. That's, that's funny. Like when, when, like when somebody finally loses a game in the NFL, the Larry Zonk and all those Dolphin guys, they crack the champagne. Well, every yeah. time the Browns lose a game, Rod Marinelli cracks, cracks the champagne. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. You can catch us on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe. You can also find us on Twitter, at Rick Tom Podcast, at FL Stroud, at Tom W. Jones. Thanks to our producer, Steve Versnick. Have a great weekend and root for those Arkansas State Red, Red Wolves. Red, Red Wolves, yeah. All, we're all in on Saturday night. Have a great weekend. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 